What is this? For the masses. Welcome to the For the Masses podcast. My name is John Barrett, your host. Hey, I'm super excited. I just finished an amazing episode with Troy Hughes, an entrepreneur from Richmond, Virginia. And he's just like phenomenal spirit, a hustler spirit. Uh, reminds me of a hustle smarter, a hustle harder, just like 50 Cent. But before we get into the interview, some admin tasks, because we do what we got to do. And I can't forget, it's up and it's stuck, all right? But follow us on Instagram at For The Masses. Follow us at Facebook at For The Masses. And follow us on YouTube at JB The Masses. I didn't mess it up that time. But yeah, super excited for you all to hear Troy's story. He's from the similar uh, environment that I'm from. And uh, just like doing phenomenal things in business. And I'm super excited to share his story with the world. So let's jump into the episode For The Masses podcast. Hey, Troy Hughes, we're live. I appreciate you jumping on the podcast, bro. I appreciate you, man. You know, anything for you, just give me a call, you know. Hey, hey this is for 804. You know, it's outside. You know how we do. Yeah. So, hey, Troy, um, let everyone know a little bit about yourself, where, where you're from, your upbringing, like things like that. Okay, my name is Troy Hughes. I'm 27 years old. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I'm from the South Side area. I grew up in Chesterfield as well. Pretty much, I just grew up playing sports, you know. And I was, did good in school as well, but um, there's always been a hustler, entrepreneur type since a child, since young. So that's pretty much it for real, though. Always been listening, always just been cool, laid back, always been myself. That's pretty much me. That's facts, bro. I think I think me and you first met. I think uh, I think we worked together at Bell Meat. Yeah, summer camp. It was summer that's, camp. I think we was about 13, 13 years old. Yeah. That's it was like crazy, one of my bro. first jobs, though. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So summer camp. Yeah. So, that was us. Y'all made a little bit more money than me, though, because I was still working. <laughs> you know what I mean? You and Taj had your own job. Like, oh, yeah, bro, Taj, bro. Yeah. Bro, I forgot all about that, bro. That's wild. And it's, yeah. it's, it's crazy how everything comes full circle, you know? Definitely, though. Definitely, though. Yeah, bro. And, like, and then your dad, he was like, the, did he rent Bell Mead at the time? There, he was on. Um, he was just working there as, like, um, kind of like a manager type. Mm-hmm. But now he's moved up to, like, um, a supervisor over all the parks and works. The South Side area. Oh, that's lit. He was good. He was a good. He, yeah. he was younger, you know. So he always like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he been in about twenty. So he started when I was about six years old. So he been about twenty one years. Yeah, bro, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Like I said, like like this is eight oh four for real, man. Like, I'll be walking man. around Richmond and you're pursuing it. Well, you got Troy stuff on. Oh yeah, bro, you already know. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm trying to um yeah. trying to get out. We're trying to bring a little bit of Richmond eight oh four to the whole world. That's my yeah, goal. Absolutely, bro. And then you're modeling now too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm usually right. back and forth from here in LA or um down Miami. So that's like my two main ports right now. How do you how do you get into modeling? Actually, through my grandmother. Actually, is like the she's like a, a manager at Ride Finders, who is partners with GRTC. So she was like, "You okay. look good, grandson. Let's do um try doing trying out for a commercial." So I tried out for um a commercial. I ended up getting it. So my face ended up being on all the buses in the city of Richmond in the billboards. So I did that in about 2014. So that just gave me the thought of I could do it. That was possible. But I kind of fell back for it, started messing around and, you know what I'm saying, getting a little other things and it took me off track. But around last year, about 11 months ago, I hooked up with a photographer named Sela, her name Visual Narrator on Instagram. And I was like, I want to I start modeling again, but I just want to take pictures with you. So we took one shot. We took one photo shoot and it kind of went viral for real. And then I got some attention from um, Tyra Banks. My friend had tweeted her and said, um, tell my friend to take it serious. And then she replied back, yeah. like, you need to listen. Like, she knows something. So that put, that really put the battery in my back. And that was Angela Harris who did that. Shout out to Angie. But that really put the battery in my back to to know that it was possible for me to do it. So since then, I've just been on the hunt, chasing it. You know what I'm saying? Learning the game of modeling, taking risks, taking trips out to L.A. Sometimes in the beginning, 
it wasn't even for pay. I was just going off my budget, just trying to make things happen, networking and building relationships with different photographers and different models and learn as much as I can. That's a vibe, bro. Like the the pink you posted today was fire. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so I did that about um a month and a half ago in Miami. Yeah. That's lit, bro. I, yeah, I was like, like, he do this. Yeah, like Jada, she's dope. And uh there's a um clothing brand that we did it for us for this lady named Countess. She um lives down in Miami area. She's a dope designer. She did everything custom. Like she got my measurements and did it the next day. So it was, it was very organic and very dope. You know what I'm saying? And I like bringing like different creators together from like, we all from like the same type of backgrounds for real. You know what I'm saying? We pushing each other. Like the photographer, me, the designer, we all urban. So it's like, we pushing our culture out there. Nah, absolutely, bro. And like, man, you're you're a hustler's hustler for real, man. Like, yeah. I, I feel like, like, like I've always like known you for like doing something, you know? And um, coming where we come from, bro, like you could have been hustling yeah. something else, right? So, yeah, like, definitely. Like, talk talk about your upbringing. Talk about like how like you got into sports, how that helped you, how that helped you go like college. Like, let's let's get into that. Okay, so far as like into sports, so my dad when he was his younger days, he used to run the streets and stuff. So he kind of got into coaching, like um, pub. He reached out to him like, you need to come, po- you need to slow down a little bit, come coach. So he packed up me and my brother, took us down Blackwell. And guys into football. Me, I never been a sports guy. Like I don't even like sports today. I don't watch sports or anything. It yeah. just it's in my blood. So stands came natural. But I never liked it. I always like to be honest, learning things and money. But my brother came natural. So I used to even quit a lot. I used to quit football a lot. I was like, I don't want to do this. I want to watch TV, sit in the couch, and just play yeah, my game and stuff. But my dad, you know how he is. He hard on us. He's like you gonna play football. So he take me down the center. So they don't bail me from Blackwood to bail me, play for both. So it just, it just molded, like, determination into me. You know what I'm saying? So, and I play golf as well, though. So I play all sports year-round. So I go from football, football to basketball, from basketball to golf, to golf to baseball. So my whole year was taken up for about 10 years of my life. So that taught me how to use the most of my time with a little bit of time to spare. You know what I'm saying? So maximize everything. So take advantage of everything. Learn everything. And it, it, it built character in me and like a backbone so like you know going up there and build me and stuff like them coaches they hard on us like they yeah, talk bro. to us like we somebody on the street like, like we grown yeah. men for real like a lot <laughs> yeah, of coaches nice. was like my cousins that came up with my dad so i got a crazy mother so i i talked back with them but it, it was just rough though so once i got to high school i went to meadowbrook high school coaching there was easy like i done went through the worst like i done went through like basically like if it like military training yeah, camp yeah, going yeah. up so yeah, it was like, facts, I got there, it was easy. And then the coaches at Meadowbrook seen that I had drive, and they know I'm a city kid. So it was like, he got heart, so it like came easy. So my first grade, ninth grade year, I started wide receiver. I broke my thumb the second game. I was out for the season. We ended up getting new coaching staff. A new coach staff ended up knowing me from being a kid down there. Me, it's like, we're going to try you for varsity. So each um, practice for a training camp, I was like the first in sprinting. So we were racing every day. I'd be the first ones racing. I was the top in my size, like lifting weights wise for my age group, like one of the top, you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. positions. So they just know I was I was a go-getter for it. So they end up, I working hard, end up being a three-year varsity player, two-year starter, end up getting a scholarship at North State University. And so as that just like that just came with it. So North State paid, I was a two-year starter at North State, and I just did my thing. But far as yes, like yeah, I mean, and for everyone listening, like, like he said, he didn't, he doesn't like to play sports, but he's a phenomenal athlete, and a, yeah. a lot of a lot of people in his family are. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, so my brother, so he's, he's like, my younger brother. He's actually like the leading running back in Virginia high school history. So I was um I was ranked like like thirtieth in um my class coming out of high school. 
So yeah, so it just it's just natural it's in my blood for real. Like and I'm fast. <laughs> so like Nah, that, yeah. that's real, bro. Yeah, you guys are you guys were dirty, man. And your brother was like Yeah, man, yeah, he's awesome. He was he's the truth, man. So yeah. man, that's awesome. So how did like how did sports keep you out of the streets? To be honest, it did to a certain extent. Like I had my dabbles with the street, like to be honest though, like because there's lessons, that's where I learned a lot of things from as well. So, yeah. you know, coming up, it's like, it's kind of hard to be, it's like you one foot in, one foot out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Because yeah. a lot of people don't make it in, like, sports coming up. And we were only thing that's on our two options for real. That, that you know what I'm saying? You yeah, might go to the facts. Army. So, I went off the track for a little while as well, though. But um, it just, it just kept me, like, it kept me focused, though. It just kept me, like, knowing my purpose and stuff. Like, if I was in it, it was to accomplish a different goal. You know what I'm saying? I never got lost into it. So because sports bring a, a type of confidence, especially if you're good, it brings confidence of who you are for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Unless you get lost into the personality, but it builds a, a certain type of strength and you just, you're just confident for real. So I've always been confident from translating from the field to on in life though. So that's pretty much that. Absolutely. absolutely. And everyone listening, like I'm super adamant about like what kept him out the streets because like me and him are both from Southside, you know, him from uh, Bellamy area, me from Brawl Rock. So we, we both know how it is. Like, and, you know, even like me, people were like, yo, like, you know, like, what, yeah. what kept you like, what kept you like doing what you do, you know? And, yeah. um, and, you know, I live off Terminal too. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, it was a blessing, man. Like, you know, like sports definitely like will help me stay focused on something else. You know, yeah, than, definitely, like, else definitely. it takes you know, a lot of your time and, um, though. It takes a lot of your does. time. Yeah, it does, bro. Yeah. So like, like, but even then, man, like back then you were still grinding, like, just like, I feel like he was always doing something, bro. Yeah, oh, so actually, so, like, my hustle spirit really came from my grandfather as a child because he's always hustling. He's, like, good with his hands and stuff. So when it started, like, when I was eight years old, when it snowed, I shoveled people's driveways. So that's kind of, yeah. like, my first hustle. So I shoveled for $25 a, a yard. I wake up at 6 in the morning, knock on all neighbors' yard. I'm little Troy from around the neighborhood. I'm shoveling in driveways. And that translates to me then cutting grasses in the neighborhood. So, like, it was the older neighborhood, so all the, all the older people knew me growing up. You know what I'm saying? As a kid, so they hired me to do little miscellaneous jobs, and that's how I started stacking up money. So when I got to middle school, then I started selling candy. So I was selling candy in middle school and stuff. So that really caught, it taught me early how to handle money, deal with people, sales, be sociable, and all that thing. So then by the time I got to eighth grade, that's when I started working summer camp. So that's like, yeah, I started yeah. getting paychecks. So now I'm learning. I need a bank account. I got a cash check. I need to go there. So I learned a lot really early. I wasn't just sitting yeah, around. Like, if it wasn't sports, I was working. That's how it was. So even when I got to high school, after we finished summer camp, I got, I finished football season. I didn't play basketball, but I just sitting around the house one day. I was like, man, I need to do something. Because I'm not yeah, a lazy yeah, yeah. person at all. So I said, let me just apply for some jobs. You know what I'm saying? So I applied for DTLR in ninth grade. I ended up getting a call back like, um, you're young, but we wanted to see. So I went there with a suit and all because, you know, we had business etiquette classes sometimes. That built me. Yeah, so I went there with suit and tie and everything. And it was like, okay, we'll hire you. So I was traveling from Chesterfield to Regency every night, just working detail law, getting jobs, stacking um, money to buy things that I wanted. Because I never was the type to ask my parents for anything. I always wanted to go get on my own. I'm saying yeah. like, granted, they, they would get it for me if I wanted to, but I always been to go get them. So... I just buy, I start buying my own shoes, just take care of things, paying little bills off around the house. And it's just, it, it just built character as I got older and responsibility. No, absolutely, bro. And, and like, so, like, obviously, like, you, you started, like, shoveling snow, you did, you sold candy. What was, like, your next big, like, brand? I, obviously, we're going to get into, like, what you currently do. But, like, what, okay, what was um, the next thing? So, my next big hustle was, <laughs> actually, was selling fake clothes and stuff. It was like, I was oh, yeah. like and, and Louis the designer. That was like my big thing, though. 
So that's really how yeah. I got named from. I got like me doing those things. It taught me how to hustle on my own on a larger scale. So um, an older guy by the name of Handbag Hero, his name Handbag Hero, his name Spurlock. He used to sell like belts and stuff. So in the in Southside Plaza. So I go mm-hmm. to him every day. I buy one belt. I buy for about forty dollars in Southside Plaza. Take the Chesterfield and sell it for one twenty five. And he kept yeah. saying like, "You getting all these belts?" I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, but I'm not trying to let him know what's in my business because I always, you know, what I'm saying I know the I know the yeah, game, yeah. Yeah, So right, he's like, bro. "You selling these, aren't you?" Because he know my dad as well. He's like, "You selling these, aren't you, little girl?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, I am." So he's like, "All right, bet." So he took me under his wing. And I started, um, so he gave me a lower price. So basically a wholesale price to sell it for him. So he, and he gave me like the keys to his um, storage unit and everything. He just let me grind and hustle. Like whatever he bring in inventory wise, he assured me, he like, this is your price. You come in here, you make sales. So I was selling about 30 Uggs a day. I sell about yeah, 25 so belts crazy. a day. I sell watches and everything, like glasses. I didn't, <laughs> it was like I was a little hustle man. So they call me like schoolboy, a little hustle man. That's so, so crazy. I did not know that. Yeah, so I was doing that. I was doing that for about a good four years, like running around. And I was making a lot of money off it. And then he, um, so I ended up asking my grandfather. My grandfather got wondering what I was doing down here. He was like, you know your family in New York. You know where to get it from. So he took me out to New York one time. This is when I was around like 19. And yeah. so he took me to New York. And like New York, a different type of hustle. It's fast talking. It's kind of grimy. It's like, you really got to be on your P's and Q's. And I was young. And it is me and him. So he, he gave me things to, to look at. So in Virginia, we kind of like, we're down south. So we're a little more country. We're a little slower. New yeah, York, yeah. they're more, they're fast talking. They're pacey. They, they can out talk to you. They could, you know what I'm saying? They can slick talk you all some things. So he gave me things to look forward to. I made a bad deal out there my first time. Afterwards, he told me. So next time, I wouldn't have a problem. So he yeah. took me up there one time. After that, I started taking a China bus. I get a rental car. I drive up there by myself. I build a relationship with the people that um was selling it up there. So I give them a call, like, I need this amount of Uggs, this amount of belts, this amount of glasses. They'll pack it up for me. I'm like, I'm coming from VA. I'll be there in seven hours. they have it on the curry for waiting for me there. I give them the money. I'm heading right back to town, right back yeah. to um, Richmond. So it was like a, a 14-hour trip just to make the money. But it taught me independence. It taught me not to wait on nobody. It taught me... Now, you know what I'm saying? Like this grind, you got to go get it. You know what I'm saying? Not be afraid to rich thing, go out on a limb on your own. So no, I thought, absolutely. Yeah, so I, I did the same thing in Atlanta. So I I, I kind of built like a network from Atlanta to New York and just, just killing it for real at a young age so from about 19 to 23. Yeah, you really was a plug, low key. Yeah, yeah, like for real though. So for real. I had yeah, a lot right. of pages and stuff. It just, it just taught me. And they taught me marketing and all that type of stuff, but it's like from the street. So it's like, it's like, it was a street hustle, but it was all cool though. It taught me a lot though. Nah, so, so what gave you the courage to like get into that? Like, you know, a lot of people want, they want to do something, you know, like they, they might think about it, but they're scared of people that don't think about them. Like what gave you the courage to really do it? Like follow your dreams? To be honest, I say, I say go back to sports again. So it was like, with being a sports, you be the man. So like in high school, I was the man for real. Like I look, you know what I'm saying? I'm pretty handsome. I play, I'm one of the top athletes. So it's like, I always had confidence of, I set what cool is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm the determining factor of what cool is. So it's nothing that, it's not a lot of people that could laugh at me because it's like, I'm yeah, what's facts. cool. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm myself though. So I'm making being cool myself. So you might mm-hmm. laugh, but it's like, oh, it's Troy though. So like, you know what I'm saying? And it got to the yeah, point yeah. where I do so many things out the norm. It's like, Oh, that's Troy. That's what you do anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it's nice. no, you can't put me in a box anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he'll do anything. So it's like, 
what I used to do. I used to wear like short shorts back then. Like I just like cool stuff. So it's like oh back then you, you know what I'm saying like back then. <laughs> so so like I used to wear like the fitted jeans. Yeah. So so you remember like Jermaine, DJ Fela, yeah, um, Olo, and all those. So and my brother Ramonte, like they was like some of the first guys wearing like the fitted jeans and like chucks. Yeah, so it's like you know back, back then we wear big pants. So it's like oh what yeah, y'all yeah. doing like so. But we was always cool to be ourselves, though. So it was like, I always had a confidence where I'm going to do this regardless, though. So like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's whatever. Yeah. And, you know, coming up down Bell Me, it built backbone structure. You know, we deal with some of the, you know what I'm saying? We got Hillside, Oak Road, yeah. all that. There's some of the roughest kids in the city, and they joke on you all day. And Back, coming bro. up, you know, I'm so dark, I dealt with a lot of jokes going on. And I always had a fat stage. So it was like, you got to learn to roll with the punches and throw them back. So it was like, I always been quick off just off deck. Because you're not going to joke with me, and I'm going to be a laughing stock. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So that's fact. you got to give and it back, though. So it, it just build confidence. So it come from as a kid going through that and just knowing who you are, honestly. Yeah, so it sounds like just like like you said, like knowing who you are, just like being authentic. Like being yeah, being authentic to yourself. Like the yeah, coolest man. people are the ones that's true to themselves. Like when you coming up, you look at the kids that was like in high school, like they're called like nerds or something. When you get older, those are the coolest people in the world to be around. It's the yeah. ones that try to fake it. They lost and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So they're not yeah, who they bro. are. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to do something else, but they're afraid of what others would say. And nah, I, bro. I never and had that problem. That's even like evident in my life, bro. You know, like, yeah. you know, I, I was like wrestling. Like, you know, yeah. no way into your yeah. wrestle, bro. It's different then, though, yeah. And then, you know, wrestling, pay for my college, like, yeah. pay for my master's. And look at you, know? you, though. You know what I'm saying? You know? Look at you. It puts you in a whole different, you know what I'm saying, atmosphere, environment. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, you're not yeah. afraid of who you are. And that's how you always, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Nah, man. So, yeah, I'm blessed, man. Like, and then that makes, like, man, that makes sense because, like, you always been the same. Like, you always yeah. been grinding. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, so it's like, what, what are you currently doing? Like, so what, what's your brand now? How long you been working mm-hmm. on, on your current brand? And, like, let everyone know about it. Okay. My current brand is Pursuit Eater. I've been working on it for about two and a half years now. So Only two brand, years? Two and a half years, yeah. Two and a half wow. years. But I've been going hard for about a year. So at first I had, like, the name and everything down for about... I actually didn't get my logo until about a year and a half in. I was like, I want my logo to be so so yeah. extreme and so, like, like you're going to remember it so much that I didn't want to rush it. I just was playing with the words for a while, you know what I'm saying, until something really stick to me. And, like, yeah. and whenever you see it, it's like a Versace symbol. It's like the LV, like, it's going... You know what I'm saying? You're going to feel it. You're going to know it's me without even seeing the words or using my name to attach to it. Absolutely. So um, pretty much I got into this because I had a previous clothing line that was more like street and like hood apparel. It was called um, a murder brand. But I didn't really like the image I was pushing for it, like, like the lower frequency. You know what I'm saying? It was like, it was like yeah. bad energy for real. It was like I was pushing the wrong image because that's what the type of things I was in at the time. But I was growing out of it and it becoming more conscious of, what I was putting out into the universe. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I want a clothing brand that people like me can wear that's trying to be their best version of themselves and still feel confident, still look clean, and still, you can wear it around the way, you can wear it to the club, you can wear it to an event, you can wear it to a cab stand, and, it's, it, and it represents something. Yeah, so absolutely. the name Eden comes from the Garden of Eden. So the Garden of Eden represents paradise and perfection. And the word pursue is um, a synonym for chasing. So it's like we're chasing perfection. We're chasing being the best version of myself. We're That's pursuing cool. being the best version of myself. And I'm a spiritual person as well. So it all connected because I was going through a stage where I wasn't doing the right thing. So I was like, I don't want to do that. I know I'm I'm better than that. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. can do different things. Like I have more power to touch people in a different way, a different light. And my life has been showing that I'm pursuing eating. I'm pursuing the best version of myself. You know what I'm saying? And like, once you start following the path that you're meant to go on, 
things start miraculously happening. Like you, like blessings will start getting sent to you because you live in your truth. No, I, bro, that's that's so true. Because like, like I, I mean, it feels like you've been doing it for like four years to be honest yeah. bro, bro, I, I go back to richmond you know i stay in dmv now but when yeah. i go back to richmond bro i walk into the gas station and someone got your gear on yeah you know what i mean like or yeah. like i'm wearing your gear and like someone like no like someone see me like oh yeah you got troy stuff on you know yeah like, you know my sister's like oh man you always like buying troy i was like bro got it bro yeah because you know? it, it started to get scary for me because i started seeing a few people like wearing it that i didn't even know and like so they yeah. found out the website and then they don't even know who I am as well. It just like people just started passing it on. So we was at Lamar Spot Pig and Brew and a yeah. guy had on an eating hoodie. And I think somebody asked, like, yeah, you know, Troy. He was like, Who? I'm like, it felt good. Kind of like, I never want to build it something where people just buying it because they know who I am. Well, yeah, they doing it just because they like me. I want somebody to like the brand and what what it represents. Or you like the way it looks. I want you to buy it organically. I don't want to force anything on anybody's hand. So, like, even with sales, if it don't look right on the person, I'm like, no, nah, I don't think this is for you. We keep it. Just catch me next time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to always be true. I don't want you to force nothing on you. You know what I'm saying? It's not about the money for me. It's about, like, the outcome, the goal, and, like, just changing things and setting a new norm, a new standard of what we think is, like, we would consider real and what we consider true. Absolutely. So, what, what, what like, what, like, kind of led you to that, though? Like, you want to focus more on the outcome instead of, like, the money? Me understanding how to make money. So, like, me, like, hustling, it, it, it taught me that it's easy. I, I could break down percentages and things fast in my head. So, I know, so I can break down my total bills fast and what I need to do to get that. So, yeah. money is never hard to make. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I know if I want to make, if I need to make $2,000 for the month, I just got to power wash seven houses. That's easy. Yeah. I can break that in two two houses a week, you know what I'm saying, three houses one week. So I never been pressed for money. So it's like I don't I don't have to do that. So I don't have to focus on money. I don't have to be money hard. And I I know how to make money. So that's never a goal for it. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than that. And I had a, a little bit of money before. So it's like I know how to, it comes and it goes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that, that's that's so dope, bro. I, I think that's super important when building anything, just like focus on the outcome. Like, why are you doing it? Yeah. You know, like for, for me, like podcasting like this, bro, it was attractive to me. You know, rappers, they'll make a song and then they name it like after the baddest chick, like more Lisa or something like that. Yeah. I'm like, that's tough, bro. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So like that, that, that was like a big driving factor for me, you know? But yeah, bro, I know you're inspiring like so many people in Richmond, bro. Like, yeah. you know, everyone, like, some. there's some probably some people, like, grinding entrepreneurship-wise in Richmond that's doing it because of you. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I can believe that as well because I also offer a lot of help to up-and-coming people as well because I know while I was coming up in different things, trying to get different avenues, a lot of people, like, kind of shied away and didn't want to give the game that they have. So, like, yeah. I salute people like, like Spurlock who reached out his hand and see me grinding and offer that key. Like, that joint, it meant the world to me. So, like, to this yeah. day, whenever he need me, I'm there for you. Like, because you gave me opportunity when you didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, just knowing that and knowing when you give out, it could, like, it don't always work out. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't help people and it, it turned out bad. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still true to myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, universe going to pay you off. God, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't do based off what people do. You have to be true to yourself once again. So, me knowing... How that inspired me is like, I can't do, I can't turn away from the next upcoming generation trying to learn as well. Cause who would I be then? You know what I'm saying? So, so I didn't help people start clothing lines. I didn't help people start getting the power washing, landscaping, like anything that I learned and I know a little bit about, I try to give them that much game at least. Cause at the end of the day, it's on you to go get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can only tell you, I can only lead it to the water, but you got to drink. So I'm going to do my job, but tell you what I know and, it's on you to make it your way and do it how you want to do it. 
Yeah, bro. So I, I will give you that that mindset of like go get it though, because you know it's like some people like like they start stuff, but like you know like like for these like podcasting, bro. I was like dropping two a week at one point. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, just like just like dropping them, bro. Yeah, you know. But like, what well, what keeps you like wanting to go and get it? Because like I know I I bro you I'm like yo let me let me get some gear. You're like hey what yeah. you want? All right. Oh, I dropped yeah. your sister crib. <laughs> you know, and this was great. You know what I'm saying? When we build that rapport with each other, like you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like. I owe you that, like, cause I know yeah. you'll do the same for me. So I drop it quick and, and, and do that for you. You know what I'm saying? So, but I think my true driving force behind everything is one, I'm a father. So I know my daughter, she looks at me heavily. So like my yeah. daughter, she said she just turned seven years old, but her creative mind is out this world. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. she even, she helped me design shoes. She does, she brings clothing and ideas to me like, dad, you need to do this. And I'd be like, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're right. Like, like I can't like, She's like, yeah, like, or she's like, dad, I don't really like that. So I know she's watching. So I'm going to always give it 110%. And even if I do fail in something, I'm going to sure that you got to try it again, do it a different way because I want to have that installed in her. You know what I'm saying? So that's where she like, I say that's my main thing. And also my mom, like, she, like, she's a go-getter. Like, she really, like, she motivates and inspires me so much. Like, she's, she does hair, but she grinds so crazy and she always yeah. got it on her own. And she like, my dad always been like he did, but she like a single mom. So she raised him. So it's like, she, she go get it though. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And my so dad did like, too. Like, like, he ain't like that, but it's like, she just get it on her own type. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I, I get that. And it sounds like, like what you're describing is like, you found your why. You know, that's yeah. something that's just going to help you just like stay focused on what you're doing. Yeah. And, and I'm an man, so, too though. Then I'm Aries. And you're Aries? <laughs> yeah, we don't, I don't play that. Like, we don't quit. We fight here. We hot heads in the heat of the moment. We just determine, like, and it's like, we going to make a way. It's either find a way or make a way. It, I don't, I don't know the feet. You know what I'm saying? It's just lesson. Absolutely, bro. And so, so you got proceed, pursue eating your clothing brand, right? Yeah. And you, uh, you do see, you got Eden Sea Moss too, right? Yeah, um, Fruits of Eden. Fruits of Eden. Yeah. yeah so what, how did that come about? Um, Actually, for my big brother, Ramonte, he really... He's like a Nipsey Hustle, like he's actually yeah. like the Black Sam. So he's like Nipsey Hustle's big brother who really taught Nipsey the game. So I consider myself like a Nipsey. He's like my back, my Black Sam, where he's a few years older than me, so he knows a little bit more than me, and he just gives me the game. But he sticks to himself. He stays in his own world. He don't like going out much. He call I'm the I'm the um I'm the introvert. He's the introvert. So it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but he gives me the game though, and he he puts me on things like he'll send me a link like go check this out, and I read it, and I'm like, wow. So he put me on like Dr. Sebi a, a long time ago and this like going vegetarian, like what things, the, the things, the benefits for your body and stuff. So he really got me on that. And then I found a lane where I could teach and make money from it. So like yeah. my life has basically been a middleman, you know what I'm saying? So I found a lane where I can make money, where it can be profitable and I can still teach people and still help people at the same time. And it all, nah, and it all works into one brand. It all works into eating because you being the best version of yourself. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's fire, bro. That's, yeah. that's really fire. And CMOS, like, that's like God's fruit. Like it, it, the benefits of it is out of this world. So it's like, people need to know about this. This is stuff that they had and they push. You see McDonald's, Ads all day. You don't see CMOS, but like this is what you need to have in your body, though. It puts you on a whole different mind, and the world is so the world is so like we so taught the wrong things that we don't even know things like this exist. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. we need people like us to push it, and so just get just so it sparks your mind to get to it. You don't have to try it now, but it's gonna be in the back of your mind. Like, let me see what it's about. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. And then, and then, so you're working on a mobile, a, uh, a Pursue Eden mobile shop now too? Yeah. So I'm actually working on a mobile store for my a mobile boutique for my clothing brand. Cause I'm kind of like, 
right now, like Richmond is, is a small market for real. And it's like, it's too many variables with it. So I don't want to storefront because so, I don't want to be set to have to pay certain bills and too much overhead at words versus game. So I like, I don't want to be chasing, trying to make money each month just to keep the lights on. So yeah. I try to think of innovative things. So when the mobile boutique is going to be over three days a week, but it's going to be experienced like no other. Like, like, so I even had to push the release date back to, I'm going to do like January the, the 5th of 2022. Cause okay. I want to give the city the best product in it. I'm still looking for funds to to bring my vision to life. You know what I'm saying? So I want to have AC unit in the back where you re relax. TVs come down from the ceiling. I have my emblems on the wall. I have murals on there. And it's like, I want to bring the garden eating to you on wheels, basically. That's what, basically what it is to feel. So we're about 70% done, but I just had to get the funds more to, to give the, my vision. Because like, it's going to change the game with things. like, And I can feel it. Like I'm speaking to, I'm manifesting, I'm taking a step to make that happen. So it's a mobile boutique. It's going to be on wheels. I'm going to be going to events, homecomings. like, And this is going to be the first of many. So I have big ties in L.A., Atlanta, and Miami, and New York. I want to have a mobile store in each city and within the next five years. Man, that's a, that's a great vision. So, like, speaking of vision, how did you get your vision, and where do you see it going, like, in the next, like, few years? As far as mobile store? Uh, as far as, like, the whole Pursuit Eating brand. I'll be honest, though, I don't even know how I got the vision, though. It's just like, it's something that, that took over my body and it's like, it'll just go. I can't That's I can't awesome. say I drew that and said, came over the game plan. It's like, I do so much in life where I see so much and I don't even recognize I see it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. it's in my subconscious. So it's like, I can't give you one thing that did it, but I know things that inspire me. Like, what's my name? My man, he died a few years, he died a couple of years ago. He has core USA, his name Tommy Guns. He's from um, up D.C. area. He has the core USA store. Like, he really inspired me with the mobile store. That's where I got that from, man. Yeah. I seen he was black-owned and how he pushed his brand. So it made me think, like, it's possible to do that. Like, Nipsey Hustles. Like, there's knowing, like, he being innovative. Like, how he does the technology with his, his clothing brand. That's mm-hmm. what I want to do for eating as well. So it's like, it's staying ahead of the curve and bringing your culture to the world, for real. No, that's, and that's being amazing. true to yourself. Like, being true to I'm me or I'm, I'm unapologetically me all the time that's amazing bro so for everyone listening troy like if you had to give them one thing that really like got them off the couch or you know got them chasing their dreams what would it be when you're 60 years old you don't want to look back and say what if i what if like that's scary though like if you look so i'm like i'm really deep into like thinking and conscious so like homeless people i take that to like my heart because like somewhere in that person's life something broke them so if you made this far you're you're strong like you're strong-minded because like the world is so easy to break you. Like, for you to just keep going day by day, you're yeah. making it. You know what I'm saying? But now you have to take it to that next level and live. You know what I'm saying? Like, right now, people are surviving. Like, you don't want to have to be constrained. I mean, confined to, I can only take vacations three days out of the year. Like, I couldn't, like, I'm all in with everything I do. I don't work no other. It just, this all me. So, I'm going to risk it all. Like, win or lose. And it's going, I'm going to win because I don't have no other choice, though. But, I like being in control of my schedule, uh, the freedoms and stuff. So you don't want to wait till you're 60 years old and think on life, like, what if I would have took this chance? And seeing people who do take the chance and be like, I, I know people that came from worse circumstances than me that has, you know what I'm saying, they're doing way better than me. And it's yeah, like, what's winning. different? What do they have that I don't have? It's nothing. It's just, they were risk takers. You know what I'm saying? And that's, don't just live. Like, I want you, I don't just survive. I want you to live. That's why I tell them, like, Absolutely. take chances. Take as many risks as you can. 
Absolutely, bro. Hey, Troy, it's, it means the world to me that you took some time out. It's definitely a blessing, bro. We got the uh, like link to talk about like your brands, bro. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, bro. And it's anytime, man. When you come back to town, hit me up. When I head that way, I'm going to hit you. Hey, you already know, bro. And uh, thank again. Thanks for joining the podcast, for the Masters Podcast. No problem. And look, y'all check out my website, www.pursueating.net. Also, my Instagram, at Troy Hughes, T-R-O-I-H-U-G-H-E-S, and Pursue Eden, P-U-R-S-U-E-E-D-E-N. Thank you. That's y'all. right. Well, isn't Troy zealous? Isn't he charismatic? Isn't he just exactly what you imagine a hustler to be? He's been, and he's been doing this for years. I knew him for a, a long time, and he's just doing an amazing, amazing work in business and this he's a he's doing modeling now he's doing all these different things that are like he's going all in and having a lot of success because he understands uh consistency he understands how to like work hard and it's just i'm, I'm super grateful and blessed that i got to sit down with him so i right, thank you for everyone for listening for the master's podcast this podcast is dedicated to my mother alfredo bullock she ran her race with elegance and pride i love you forever and always.